Welcome to Quest of a Gentleman, where chivalry, wisdom, and curiosity converge. Together, we'll embark on a journey seeking the essence of what it truly means to be a modern gentleman. We'll dive into the heart of this noble concept, unraveling its historical roots and exploring its significance in today's fast-paced world. As we take on this quest, we'll navigate through various aspects of a gentleman's life, from its etiquette and style to personal development and emotional intelligence. And let's not forget the importance of cultivating meaningful relationships and embracing diverse perspectives. Our mission is to inspire and empower both gentle men and gentle women to embrace the values of respect, integrity, and compassion. Throughout this podcast, we'll be joined by esteemed guests, experts in their fields, who will share their wisdom and experiences with us. Together, we'll learn from the past, embrace the present, and envision a future where true gentleness and strength go hand in hand. So whether you're a seasoned advocate of chivalry or just curious to explore its significance in the modern age, this podcast is for you. Join us each episode as we embark on this quest of a gentleman together. Get ready to be enlightened, entertained, and remember that the journey of a gentleman begins with an open mind and a compassionate heart. So let's love, live, and be the part. Let's go. What's good, everybody? My name is Wendell. This is Quest of a Gentleman Podcast. Um, on tonight's episode, we'll be talking about being a girl dad. Yes, yes, being yes. Being a girl dad. <laughs> right? So I have on the show with me a brother, a friend. I'm super excited for the opportunity to interview you. Um, I appreciate you letting me use the space to, to do it. Um, this guy is, of course, we're talking about being a gentleman, and he's one of those people that I hold... Um, you know, in that category, I have a lot of respect for this man, the way he um, leads his family. Let's say it like that. So, um, why not? So why not interview him, get him on the show, get his opinion on or his take on being a gentleman and how he moves in that space. We'll also get into, um, you know, some other things in his life, what he does as far as being an entrepreneur, um, what he does as far as a career. And then some of his life experiences, too, uh, growing in this space of being a gentleman as well. So without further ado, welcome, Mr. Kenyon Daniel. What's good, brother? What's going on? What's going on? Thank you for having me, bro. Of course. Of course. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Right. That's <laughs> All right. So let's just jump right into getting some of, the, some of this stuff off my chest. So I'm new <laughs> to this whole podcast thing. So we, we learning on the fly, but, you know, I didn't want time any more time to pass with the yes. idea and once you told me that you would be down for it and you you saw the vision and you was like that that's dope that i was like man good. why not just start right there with my brother you know what i'm saying so let's that's... start well um, from the beginning let's talk about how we actually know each other sheesh want to get into that? <laughs> yeah um how we met um both of our wives work together right and that's how you know, we, we, we met, like, okay. okay, come to work, all this is, you know, your wife, Crystal, and Andrea, my wife, and as we just linked up, we just clicked automatically. Automatically. It was like, like, like I knew you for mad long. Uh, yeah. That's my brother. That's uh, it. So the vibes was just there. We Wait. both into the same things, like, 
fashion and everything. Yeah. So we just clicked right away. So it was, it was but, nice, man. For me, it was like, because our wives, every year they take a trip. The job takes a trip and they take like the immediate family on that trip. So um, knowing where she worked, I'm be straight up. I was like, bro, who's gonna be here that I can chill with and who I can connect with? Bro? Exactly. Yeah. So that was a big part for me, yeah. like meeting you and having all these things in common. Oh, I was man. like, oh, I'm good. I'm Most good. It's something man. that they actually do every single year. Every so summer. I look forward to like, yeah. oh, I, I'm gonna be good because my brother gonna be there. So I know I got somebody to chill with. Likewise, man. You know what it is, bro. We both got kids, yeah. and then it's like, let's be real. We don't want to talk to the other people. <laughs> exactly. Keep it a hundred. We don't want to like, be with the yeah. other people. So, um, not like all the people are bad. It's just you know when you go somewhere like right. that, you're on the outside. You're not on, you're not with the company. On the you're, outside, you're like part of at, the yeah. family that was brought in. So you just want to make sure that you have somebody that you can chill with, connect with, connect just make that yeah. that trip that much better because you got a home there. So that's what you were for me, a big bro. And we also were able to connect on other levels, getting closer throughout the years too. So you showing, you know, teaching me about um, home ownership and things like that. Right. So um, that as well as you guys have um, an event space too. So sure. we'll get into that a little later on. But like just letting the people know how we connected and how we share. So in those connections, even you know, doing the home parties, the birthday parties with the kids and stuff yeah. like that, it just allows us to connect that much more and for me to see and you in different areas to also say yeah he's definitely got to be on the different show because the way he moves life, yeah. yeah the way he moves he definitely has qualities of a gentleman so my first question to you on the show is when you hear the word gentleman what does that mean to you or what qualities would you say um stand out to you about a man being a gentleman uh, man you know well, gentleman means like sophisticated. Um, someone that's like you know that take pride of the way they carry themselves. Um, someone that takes pride in their family, put family first. Um, someone that's just like you know um, just down to earth. Somebody you could always come and talk to. Um, like like something like a like a big brother, a mentor, like a mentor, some you know something like that. That's all. Um, I consider like uh, being a gentleman also, and plus, um, it's simply because how my mother raised me, right. so I know how to be respectful to um to women, respect to my elders and stuff like that. So that's what I, um when I say the word gentleman, that's what I, um what comes to mind. That's what's up, bro. Yeah. Appreciate that so much. All right, so like I said, tonight's episode is about being a girl dad. So um, <laughs> I want to ask you my my first question about that is. Being a dad right now, what's your favorite thing about fatherhood? And the way I want to, I want you to answer. I, I'm going to say mine first, so you see where I'm coming from. So my favorite thing about fatherhood today is the high chair. <laughs> I say the high chair because I know my baby's here. Mm -hmm. I know my baby's safe, but she out the way. <laughs> she can't get in the way of nothing, nothing right now because she in the high chair. So my favorite thing about fatherhood right now. And sticking her chair. in the high chair, giving her that iPad and that snack. Yeah, Yo, I, good I need go. a few minutes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's my question to you. What's your favorite thing about fatherhood right now? Uh, see, the difference between you now is that my kids are a little bit older. So now, my favorite thing is like they could just 
go in the room, and if they're hungry or anything, go get a snack. They go go get the stuff themselves. Everything, everything themselves. They gotta worry about me. I gotta, oh, I gotta make this. I gotta warm up the bottle. I gotta do this. None of that. So my um, my girl, my youngest is six years old. The oldest is eleven, going on twenty-one. So you should know what to expect, bro. So yeah, well yeah, that's my favorite thing. Is like. Now they could, they're more independent. They could do stuff on their own and everything. I really right. got to baby them, but yeah. All right, that's what's up. That's not funny. <laughs> so um, let's get into a little bit more serious stuff now. So um, being a girl dad, obviously you've never had that experience from the first daughter. So where would you say you got that know-how or are you freestyling it? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like who are you, who are you looking up to as far as being a girl dad? you have any examples or anything? Uh, I mean, not really. I don't have any examples of being a girl dad because, um, like, how to put it, um, my mom basically, um, you know, raised me, so I didn't have anyone to, like, you know, like a father figure to, like, look up to, like, okay, this is how um, how you're supposed to act, right, you know, right, this is how right. being a dad is and stuff right, like right, that. Right. I mean, he was there, like, I could, you know, go see him here and there, but, you know, um, he wasn't really, like, yeah, Dave, you know what I, I, what I mean. No, yeah, I so, um, so, yeah, that's basically, um, basically, yeah. All right, so where, so where else would you say that you're drawing the, the know-how from? Like, is it like you're doing this with your wife, so you discuss these things? Or is it like, yo, you know what, like, I did not have that, so I want to learn and, and eat that's, everything. And that's the thing, like, mm-hmm. because I didn't have that, I wanted to, I want to be, um, Somebody, I wanted to be like, okay, um, I could be the better person. Like, I didn't have that, you know, like, uh, like father figure, like, you know, right. to be there. Right. Well, so I want to be the total opposite of that. So right, I'm right. always involved from, from day one. Once yeah. my wife told me she was pregnant, I never missed a doctor's appointment from like from day one. Right. I never missed no life changing events like right. the birth, birthday parties. Um, school, anything, I never missed anything. So I structure my schedule around the kids. That's what's up. So if like, cause I'm um, like, so like if they have like an activity, like in the, in the day, I work nights, so I'll be able to attend all those. So it's like when they go to, um, when they go to bed, I'm still there. When they wake up, I'm there. So they look like I'm never like, like they're not missing anything. Right. So it's like, okay, that is always home. Like he's not, you know, that's fine. So that's. My main thing, like to like, to not miss out on anything, cause kids they remember yes, bro. everything, yes, bro. bro. They remember yeah. everything, yeah. so you have to be there. Yeah. Not just buying them things, thinking that's gonna. Not just the material stuff. You have to literally put the time in, get down on the floor, and play with them. You gotta. My my daughter gave me a facial over there, so it's like little stuff right, like right. that. Like yeah, they yeah. they um they remember yeah. like get on the floor with them, play with the dolls, all that stuff. Put your pride to the side. Oh, I'm a man. I'm not supposed to do all that. But when it comes to your kids, you have to put your kids first. Word. And that's what I live by. Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's like I said. That's one of the reasons that I wanted to have this episode about being a girl dad. I see that in you. I see how you guys move with the girls, and it's just amazing. Um, now being a father of a girl, having someone like you to look up to helps me a lot. I just want to let you know that. Like I want to give you your flowers while you're on the Appreciate show. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Helps it. me a lot to see how you move. I know now not everything what to do and what not to do, but I do have an example. Yeah. So if I do have questions, I know I can just pick up the phone. Yo, bro, I'm struggling with this. Like, 
Yeah. I know you've been through this already. Well, what's four up? call away. That's you know it, man. So that's I, how you yeah, handle that's it. What's up? I appreciate that's it, that. Man. So, what have been some of the struggles, if you if you ever had any, with uh, you know being a girl dad? What are the things struggles? that you had to overcome? Like, like, oh man, I never thought I'd have to do this. That's a good question. It helps when you have a wife that both you guys is on the same page. Yeah. That helps a lot. So I don't think so. If it's like a, a issue, I just go to her like, babe, what you think? What you think we should do? That and hear what she got to say, and then okay, we're gonna do this and go this way. So, but the major thing is like, um, I won't say punishment, but like disciplining your kids. Right. Like if she's if your wife says, okay, we're not doing this, and they would, the kids will come and try to play both you guys yeah, play both against you each guys other. If you're not on the same so page. what? Yeah, for sure. So when they come to my oh yeah, I can't like, what did mom say? And right then, once I say that, they already know, okay, don't go any further with that question. Don't, because, don't ask that. Because don't come else. to me. Even though I'm the fun dad. Yeah. I'm, you know, my, my wife is the, the mean mom, or what do you want to call it? Like, she's the, the stern, the disciplinary. Mm-hmm. I'm the fun I'm the fun dad. But don't come and try to play both of us, yeah, you know, yeah. each other. I'm like, uh, that makes once, the, yeah. Makes on the back end. Exactly. You so I'm like, uh, the I tell them all the time, like, yeah. I was a kid once. I know all the tricks and trade. I know everything. So don't come trying to think you're going to manipulate. And try to, yeah, come on. I, you know, I know the game. I'm not going to hold you. So, I, you know, my son is 16 now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've dealt with, have, you know, with a boy already. So I, I know all that. I already know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> At this point in his life, the lotion and all that extra crap. So let's just be real, right? But um, I feel like. Even Katie, she's almost two. Bro. She's just she just got here, bro. She runs my house. Yeah, of she course. Runs my house, and she, she. I'm not gonna lie. She has me wrapped around well, her fingers. Yeah, that's my that's my little one. My that's the crazy. The craziest part for me is like when I have to step in because I'm the fun dad. Mm-hmm. When I have to step in and be the discipline disciplinarian because I sometimes have to step in that role because mom sometimes gets a little too soft. So, but but I um try to hold it together for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I be breaking, bro. I ain't gonna hold yeah, it. Nah, yeah, those moments ever happen to you, yeah, like, bro, <laughs> all the time, especially now, like, bro, like, so when you know, like I said, I'm the fun dad, so they think, okay, dad is always fun. He ain't gonna do, so they will try you, and uh, that's when they, so all I do is just give them a look. Yo, just that look the, is the look, serious. You already know what time it is. What? They know, okay. Yo, I love, I love but, having but that. But sometimes you have to like really, literally yell yeah, at them, like, yo, yeah. but because. My kids don't listen when you talk to them regular. You gotta yell and scream, which I hate doing. Yeah. But like that's only how they're gonna listen that's because and then you tell them the time. same thing over and over and over. And that's what the part that's frustrating. Like right. and the same thing, like kind of clean your room or make up your bed. Do this. I gotta say the same thing over and over every right. night. Right. Like it's right. It gets frustrating, but sometimes you just gotta woosa. <laughs> and then you know what? She's you know, she's telling because my thing is, I'm picturing myself at that age, what I was doing at that age, because growing up in the Caribbean back home, at 10 years old, I'm sweeping up the yard, I'm, you know, do, you know feeding the animals, doing that stuff before I go to school, and then got to walk like 10 miles to school wow. after that, and still got to get there at 8 o'clock. All they got to do is get up. Which she can't get. She have three alarms and can't get up. Kids is different. They want to stay up late and not now, get up the next bro, day. I'm telling you, yeah. What, what are you doing this late at night? Well, 
iPad. Bro, I, I, I remember we had to go to bed at eight o'clock. Everything yeah. shut, shut down. down. Everything. Yeah. Give me, give me that. We had TVs in we our room like that. Beepers. Our our cell phones weren't even that advanced, so it was really much. Just text. Really, the snake that was, game. That's it, bro. So yeah. we really didn't have that much to like stay up for. Unless we was just like sneaking out the window no, and stuff. But that's know, when bro. you was that's when yeah. you know later on in life when you're a little bit more older. But when I was nine and ten and eleven, none of that. Couldn't have none of that. First of all, <laughs> I was a church kid. So my parents were like super super strict. duper strict. Super oh, wow. duper. My parents are super cool too, but mm-hmm. when it came to certain things like trying to hang out and nah, I ain't do no parties, nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do any party like that. It's not until I finished high school. That's when I started doing those adventurous stuff. I never, like, was really... My mom was like, yeah. My first time... Let me tell you how I already know, like, she was crazy. When I came to this country in 1996, I think it was um, August or whatever. So, you know, for Halloween, everybody go throw eggs and shaving cream and all that stuff. So, bro, so... I went with my friends... Took out the, the eggs from out the fridge. I didn't even go buy eggs. I took the fridge, the, the, the eggs from the, the groceries. Had those drawers in my pocket and then went out there, school let out, out there throwing eggs out out next to the paddy wagon. The boys was out there, bro. Yeah. They're like, hey, you come in. So I'm like, oh, what now? So I walked over. You got an egg? I'm like, no, I got no eggs. The lady came out and did that. Scrushed all the eggs in my splash, the whole eggs in my pants. Like, okay. Yeah. She's like, where you live at? I'm like, I live down the block. Like, come, I'm going to take you home. Get in a paddy wagon. That's what she said. So I got in the bag. So she's like, I'm like, yo, why she driving this? I'm like, yo, my house is this way. She's like, oh, now nah, we're going to the station. I'm like, my heart dropped. Mind you, mom is at work. She don't know what's going on. So I'm like, if I'm going down, everybody going down. I'm like, yo, he got eggs. He got eggs. He got eggs. And they ran it up. Everybody, bro. Like 10 of us in the paddy wagon went to the station. And somebody, mom came and got all of us out, whatever. My mom came home, bro. My sister was home. My sister found out. She told my mom, whoop my ass, bro. Son. And then I had the, I had the nerve to be like, oh, yeah, can I still go out to go trick or treat? It's like, you ain't going to damn. Where you going to go trick or treat? What? Where trick or treat your ass, go, go to bed. Yo, that's bad for you. And then from that, that's where I think from that was scared me. And from that, I've been on a straight and arrow. I cut those friends off. And I've been on a straight and arrow like, ever since. I never set foot in the precinct until probably like, probably like 10 years ago when I had a car accident and I had to go get a police report. That's the, but so not, not you being taken, taken in. Taken in, nah. Right, right. So I was like, nah. When it comes to cops, yes, sir, what? Yeah. Word. They no, poked over. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing all that stuff. So. I hear you, buddy. Yeah, I bro. But yeah, man. Kids don't know, man. They don't know. So earlier we was talking about like, Having a father figure or a mentor, you say you never had anything like that. Is is that something that you feel like you're missing from your life? You you missed from your life? Nah, no. I don't think I've missed having a father um, figure there. I mean, um, you know, um, God bless the dead. You know, my father just passed. You know, um, thing. But um, I could always had went to him yeah. and asked him for you know whatever I need or case maybe. One thing with my dad, what he instilled in me is like, yo, you have to get an education. Like he was a teacher. So he was all he was adamant about finishing school, going to college and all that stuff. He was very and finances. He like, yo, get your credit. You got one thing he's like, one thing in America, 
you have to have good credit. And that's one thing I, I took away as far as like um, from my dad. But being like like a parent, like as in like how to raise your kids and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I didn't get that from him. Gotcha. But I got how to be an adult from him as far as like, you know, financial school and all that stuff. That's what I got yeah. from him because he was really... He was had his masters in science and all. He was real educated. Yeah, he was that guy. Huh? He was that, that guy, guy when it comes to like you know, book stuff. He was yeah. So he taught um, for like for like fifty years. He taught yeah from back years? from back home and up here. And he came, and came here. Wow, teacher, that's yeah. what's up. So that you know, I I, I give him props for like when it comes to education. He was very adamant about that. Like you have to get your get your degrees and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I went to school, got an electronics engineering degree, and it's in my basement collecting dust. <laughs> yeah, since 2005. But you had, but you had that ambition, though. But I had. You know, you had that's that all, yeah. That's, that's one thing I had. I was like, I always wanted to, I never stayed stagnant. I always wanted to, like, be up here. Like, I always shoot for the stars. That's what's up. So, it's always like, that's that was my motivation. Like That's what's up. Yeah. And now, that was a good transition because I want to get into some of your accomplishments that you um, achieved over the years. So, um, let's talk about, like, um, you working for MTA, right? Yeah, I think that's where we first went. Yeah, we got... 2017. Because right, yeah. you had hit me like, bro, that test is out, so you better yeah, go take yeah. that test, bro. So, it was actually one of my, one of my mom's friends. She... Me, one of my mom's friends. He... Then he was a single maintainer, so he the one that um, contacted my mom. I didn't know nothing about transit, and you know I ain't nothing about you know right. working for them or anything like that. So, cause I was more into fashion, I I rather work in like clothing store, so right. I get this time for the for exactly. yeah and all. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I care about yeah, nothing yeah, and all that stuff. So he um he like oh this the um the list of the testing that's coming out. You know, pick which one, which one of one you, you qualified for, or whatever. So, and then when I open up the the um the link is a whole bunch of different tests, and I'm seeing like is a um, you got to pay for the test. So I'm like, I'm not gonna shell out sixty eight or eighty dollars for, for a test. test. So I'm like, let me see this one. One says twenty dollars. So okay, I, I could do twenty dollars. So I take the link, whatever. And then this was 2011. So when I took the test, whatever, it's like it was simple. On the test was like simple, like how to get to certain landmarks and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've been taking the bus and the train all my whole life, so I know how to where all everything is at. So um, I started, you know, I um, took the test, and then I get like, within, like, a couple of months, I got the score back. I got, like, like a 98 or something like that. My list number was, like, I think, like, 80 or something like that. I don't know. I'm going to get a call back right away. That's wild. And then... That's wild. Yeah. That long. Yeah. 2000, that was 2011. I took the test 2011, November. I got my list number in like August or something like that, or 2012. They call me in October to come down for, you know, the medical and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But then Sandy hit, and that just pushed everything pushed back. Everything back. So now they call me, like, okay, um, December now, come in. So I went there, and then I'm there, you know, listening to orientation, how everything goes. And it was like, uh, once you make it one, once you make one year, you could take other tests and promotion, and right. you could go there. You could go there. Right. There's so much avenues in MTA. Yeah, like the the opportunity for advancement is so is so unlimited. Like you, you could just you could from the bottom, you could reach the guys running running the, the place. I'm like, when I once I heard that, I'm like, what? After all, you gotta just come to work. Cause the work is hard. 
Right. Just that you just gotta the hardest part of the work is coming to work. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that I'm like, oh so I started coming to work and at my my ambition is like I was there, let me see, um been there eleven years now, and I could count on both my hands more times I called out out of work. Cause I'm always like, this is like, just come to work and you could get promoted, whatever. Right, so right, I just right, took right. that so in my head. No days, I don't miss no, no days. So I went my first seven years straight without calling out. So never, never call out. I was never always, call. yeah, never call out. So sick, nothing. never sick, never, ever always, man. So wow. when it's time for a promotion, I never, I never got looked over. Right. So the first position I was at when I first started, within one year, they um, interviewed me to be a um, supervisor and they didn't pick me because I only had like nine months into the job. Right, so you so they picked somebody experience. else that hadn't a lot of time. Experience. But right, right, right. like they said, when one door closes, the other one opens. So as they told me no, a week later, I got called to go to um, the station department okay. as a promotion. So I went there. And then once you're in the station, now you could take the test to be promoted to conductor on the trains. And then uh, you go to the station supervisor also. So I took both tests. Right. And they called me for... Conductor, the same time they call me for station supervisor. So I had a friend that said, management, like, yo, just go to the trains because there's more opportunity over there. So I went to the trains. I'm on the conductor. I really, I love that job, being on the trains and dealing with the customers and everything. It was like every day, I could write a book of the, everything that's happening on it. So in my 11 years, this is my fourth promotion in the company. Um, I love it. I love what I do. Um, I got, what, 15 years to go. I'm already counting down the time to retire. I see you. Yep. I know. 2000, um, 2038. Yeah, October 17, 2038. That's my God's fair life. My boy got it on his calendar already. Retired. Yeah. Reminder. Hey, Siri. Yeah. Set a reminder. This is when I'm out. That's huge. I'm out of here. Yeah, but I have one more more promotion to go. And um, what you want to call it? I think I'll just... Find my little niche yeah. and just ride out my rest of my um, couple of years that I have left there. So that's what's up, bro. It's good. But I always encourage um, other people to like listen. Like every other job, you have its up, it pros and its cons. Like right. not everything is peachy cream or anything like that. So I give it. I tell everybody like, yo, look what I've accomplished within like ten years. The opportunity is there. You could also go and get. So I would when the tests come out, I would send. Posting on my page on my social media, like, listen, these yeah, are the opportunities. So there you go. Just word, word, word. Just take the test and just have it in your back just pocket. See, just to see. Yeah, you, you might, you don't know where you might be two years from now. Like, yeah. yo, I'm, I'm all fucked up, whatever. Like, and then boom, oh, try, oh, you still interested in? Like, oh shit, word, like, yeah. Word, so you never know. Opportunity will be there. Opportunity will always be there. And for sure, like, trends not gonna fire you. Fire yourself. Right. And then you know, you only got the benefits. It's crazy. Like, yeah, if you mess up, yeah. And still, they give you a chance, you know, whatever. But if you do something like very drastic, that's when they listen. Okay, right. you gotta go. But like the opportunity is there. Like the benefits is superb. Like it's crazy. Like when I had my first daughter, I wasn't working with Transit yet, and then you know, those bills start coming. Like yo, what the hell? And when I had my second, daughter, I was already working Transit. We walk in the hospital and walk right out, zero dollars and zero cents paid. Yo. So I'm telling you, the benefits is yeah, we needed that. That was dope. Yeah, so so that's good though, and I applaud that. And I always see I, since we met, I've seen your ambition and I've seen you overcome. Uh, another part of that for me is um, 
uh, the quality of you being a gentleman is now having those type of experiences and now your daughters have um, a standard to look mm-hmm. up to, you know what I'm saying? Like when they bring somebody Probably, around, they can't bring no regular, regular. You know what I'm saying? Their mind, it's, it's not, not even just to say for that reason. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They just know your work ethic now. They, and they should expect that. Yeah, they should yeah. expect that. But also, you're instilling those things in them. They, they see how hard you work, and they see when you're around. Like mm-hmm. he works this hard, and, and daddy's and around. Still around. So that's always going to be with them. So that's another thing that I respect a lot about you and the way that you move. So. Um, what would you say are like some of the life lessons that you could take from your experiences to give to your girls or, or like that you are giving to your girls? I know they're young, but, you know, you still want to sit them down and talk to them about how focused they need to be and things like that. So what have some of those conversations been like for you? Yeah, um, I tell the girls all the time, like, school is everything. Whatever you put your mind, whatever you put your mind to, give it a, a thousand percent. Don't half-ass it at all. Even like now, like they're in dance and cheer. I'm like, oh, I used to be back in my days, used to be a dance and all that. Yeah, you know, busting yeah, a few yeah, moves here yeah, and there. So yeah. they made the competition team. Both girls made the competition team. So That's I'm like, when you go, you, you learn the dance in, in, um, in, in, the, in the dance studio, when you come, you still got to practice. Word. Don't think yeah. like, okay, it's just there. You got to come, you got to make sure you want to, you don't just want to be good, you want to be great. Right, you want to build So, yeah, you got to make sure, you know, you learn everything. When you come home, you still go over the routines and everything and make sure everything is good. So, I was like, listen, yeah, steps, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, listen, whatever you do, don't half-ass, just give it a thousand percent and you're going to be, you're going to be all right. It'll take great. you places. It'll take you places. It'll take you places. Yes. Yep. I, I told you I grew up in a church too, so... The Bible says your gifts will make room for you. So whenever you have a, a gift like that and you put all your all into a gift, mm-hmm. it'll take you places. People will see that and know that you're serious about something and that's when the opportunity will come for you. Oh, that's what's up. So um, another question that I have is about your relationship now um, with your wife. Um, <laughs> being that you, you have the girls, what are some of the things that you try to put in front of them when dealing with their mom? Because sometimes, you know, we're dealing with our wives and sometimes we can get into conversations or disagreements and things like that. And they're earshot away. So we have to be conscious of that. So how are you navigating that? Is what we're See, and here. that's the um, the thing. We never had any arguments or anything like that in front of the kids or right. knowing if they're home. If you have any disagreement, we hold that down until they're out the house or we're alone and then we discuss that. Right, right. Or like... Late night when we go to bed, I already know they're sleeping, whatever, and we have our conversation. But we never like you. Won't, they, they never saw us like raise our voice against each other. We never like curse. They, we don't curse around them. We don't. They never see us um, like having any fight right. or argument like right. that. So that's one thing we try not to do in front of the kids. Cause we don't want them to make it seem like okay, oh, mom and dad is always fighting. Cause you know this year they go out with the friends, start talking and talking around and. Going around the community and everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. next you have ACS or cows come popping up at your door. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? Like, right. nah, so one thing we don't fight around the kids. Well, we don't really hardly any fight. We just have disagreements, but then we don't of course, like, of course. Child, sometimes we want me to knock a koofy off sometimes, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know how females could get, bro. Like, yo, so, but yeah. sometimes, you know, but we, um, we don't let a day go by without. Resolve in the, right, the right. we don't go to sleep without it being an issue. Like, cause we're married. Well, next year be fifteen years married and fifteen, 15 years, years and 
together what? What's that? Together 19? Together no, together 18. Together and for 18. Yeah. Married for 15. 15. So, yeah. Wow. It's a long time, long time. Yes, yeah. bro. So we don't been through, we don't been through hell and high hell water and, and everything, high. hell and back. So that's why I say like anybody want relationship advice or anything like that, like, always yeah. hit me up, let you know what's going on, like what up. works and Another everything. Another thing I yeah. appreciate about you because there have been times where we sat and we just talk about things. Yeah. Just hearing your responses to some things without telling our business and, you know, mm-hmm. going in depth. We are around the girls, so we don't want to, you know what I mean, look at them differently. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I appreciate you giving me those gems and stuff when we, when we, you know, when we link up and we get a chance to really talk. Most definitely. Stuff, so I appreciate that. Just being a girl dad, like, can you speak to the young men about those experiences? Like, because it was new for you, so, like, yeah. how did you, like, all right, it was it something that you say you had to, like, accept something that you felt like what, it was already in you and you just could go at that thing? Like, you know what I mean? I could just go right into it. I'm like, built to be a dad already. Or is it something that you had to, like... Like, um, what is it, like... Because I was into sports. Like, mm-hmm. I was playing play ball and everything, so mm-hmm. I was expecting, you know, I'm like, I'm going to have a boy and I'm going to have, you know, going to be a junior and everything. And when I found out having girls, and then I had to, like, okay, I got to accept, okay, I'm having girls. So now I was like, okay, I have to put away the tough guy stuff, and now I got to soften up and open up more. Because me, I'm like, I'm like a rock. Like, I don't show emotions, I don't show feelings or anything okay, like that. Okay, okay, now would you say that that was, that was in you already, or did... Was it in you already? The girls or they opened me up. They, all right, so it was there. It was, they just brought it out. They just brought it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, they okay. brought it out. So that's what I say. Like, don't for the the young guys. I'll tell them, okay, don't try to be the, the the tough guy or be all hard or gangster or anything like that. Just open up and show appreciation. You yeah, know, you gotta love them girls. Love them. Yeah, you have to yeah, love them because be sensitive with them girls. You will call it. Um, yeah, I love them first before. Anybody else outside, love them. Yeah. So you got to show them that you love mm-hmm. them. Like, even at the simplest thing, like a hug, every time you come home or tuck them in, read them a bedtime story, yeah. you know, go for homework, do all that, mm-hmm. all those little things. You have to, you know, yeah, you basically have to be there. Right. You yeah, have yeah, to yeah. be there. Yeah. Don't, oh, I got to go hang out with the boys. I got to go to the club. I, you got to know when to separate both. You got to make time. Home. Is with the hardest. Home is first. Yeah. Everything else is second. Word, word. So like me, I was heavy in the party scene, but once my, I used to go out like seven days a week. Once my girls came, I'm like, I can't be selfish. Word, I can't. Word. Wife is working all that and coming. I gotta deal with all the kids. And then now I'm going out in the nighttime. She wanna rest. She wanna sleep. So I'm like, you know what? I have to change myself before you know with everything else because if I didn't change. I don't know if our marriage would have last. I right. don't know all that stuff because I have to change. I know I want it better for myself. I didn't want right. to just be pouring all on the players. You want to have all these different girls. And, you know, we're being candid here. Mommy. I don't want to yeah, be all, all that stuff. So I'm like, listen, I have to change for me and Word. what I wanted in my future. Word. And that was it, like, for me. Like, I just wanted to um, be there, be a better father than I had or whatever. Right, so. right. Cause that's when those things actually start to hit you like when it yeah. comes to you now having to do that and making those decisions sometimes what i've what i've seen is like oh man like i remember getting mad at my dad for blah 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 
But you know, certain things in life happen and they have to make a choice. So it's like, all right, I see. I could see how he would have made that mistake. You know, he didn't always have guidance or he didn't have someone teaching him. So he was doing that on the fly. But in saying that, I don't want to. I don't want my kids to feel the same way that I felt yeah. in those moments. Mm-hmm. So I have to make the better choice. choice yeah. I have to make a better choice for them. So that's just yeah. what that is, man. And so for me, it wasn't like it wasn't like a light switch. I could just flip on and off. Right. I had to gradually get into it. Like I went from seven days a week to five days to just the weekends and stuff. And then you know, I'm like, listen, I love being home. I love playing with the kids. I love, you know, doing family stuff. I love being with the wife and everything. And and that's when it um when it when it um hit. I'm like, listen, this is the new me. Word. And I and I love the person I have become. Word. And I'll say this too. When you get into those spaces and then you become successful like you guys have, then now you can bring the party to you. Because the party's at your crib. Let's let's talk about <laughs> it. Because the party's at your crib. <laughs> Yeah, everything is you there, man. Like, so it's um, like, you know what? I love to party. I can't go out to party. Mm-hmm. If I bring friends and family yeah, I mean, around yeah. that are like-minded like me, mm-hmm. I can still have fun in these spaces. Yep. So I don't have to go to the club um, now. I'll bring the club to my to crib. Yeah, and that's exactly. what you guys have done. Yo, I'm telling you, these house parties that they have, <laughs> I'd be like, man, Chris, I'm not ready to go home yet. Like, <laughs> Chris be like, yo, we got to Food, go, music, bro. everything is like, we everything gotta is there. We got to go to work tomorrow. We got church, whatever. It's like, yo, yeah, we got to go. So. so, 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 you know what I mean? Kudos to you guys on that success. Um, I'm proud of you. I don't know if I ever told you that, but I, I'm it, proud of you, man. I look up to you as a big brother. Um, again, I appreciate you for letting me use the space here. Um, Most definitely, anytime, bro. Anytime, man. Let's make this a. Uh, I want to make this a regular thing. I'm, I'm saying good. it on the show, and I'm saying it to everybody, so y'all <laughs> see. I'm telling him I want it to be a regular thing. I want to do this more often. We have other conversations. He's not just a girl dad, you know. what I'm saying he's into other things of entertainment, things like that too. So, I mean, mm. just having regular conversations and um, just sharing our life experiences with with you know these young guys and, and young women. Um, just to better their lives. So um, this is the start of that. Again, this is the Quest of a Gentleman podcast. My guest, my brother, my friend, Kenyon Daniel. I appreciate you, my brother. And um, love, live life, beat apart. Peace out. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah.